0: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. He is risen. Oh, come on, we can do better than that. We're a charismatic church, come on. He is risen. That's right, that's what we celebrate every Easter Sunday. Jesus died, but he did not stay dead. Jesus rose again to life, defeating the power of sin, the power of death, forgiving us once and for all for our sins and opened up the way for us to enjoy fullness of life in this life and in eternity in the one to come. Those are some serious blessings that are worth celebrating today, aren't they? Well, today what I'm going to do is share three insights into what Jesus' resurrection means for us. And when I say means for us, it means for anyone. It's not just someone here today who might already be in a relationship with Jesus, but it's also anyone who would choose to reach out to God and place their faith in him. These are three things that Jesus' resurrection can mean for anyone if we believe in Jesus and choose to follow him in this life. So how about we pray as we open God's word and celebrate Jesus and marvel at the, at the reality. As the Jesus storybook so beautifully put it, Jesus isn't dead anymore. He's alive again. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are just in awe that you aren't dead anymore, but you are alive again. We thank you, Lord, that You didn't; the grave could not hold you. You could not be bound by anything, Lord, and you proved yourself to be who you said you were by the very fact that you rose again to life. And we just want to give you the glory, Jesus. We just want to give you the honor and all the praise that we can muster on this Easter Sunday because, Lord, no matter how many times we reflect on the wonder of the cross and your resurrection, there's always more glory to give. There's always more praise to to allow to overflow out of our hearts to be like a beautiful incense to you. So God, would we do that even this morning as we reflect on these three insights? We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so what does Jesus' resurrection mean practically for us? How does, how does Jesus' resurrection change our lives uh, right now and also help to set our eyes and ultimately our hearts, towards eternity. Well, here's the first one I want to reflect on today. Number one, Jesus' resurrection justifies us before God. In Romans chapter 4, verse 25, Paul, who's not usually known for being succinct and saying things straight, he says something pretty straight. Verse 25, he explains exactly what happened when Jesus died and rose again to life. Here's what he said, Romans 4:25. He, being Jesus, was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. The word justification simply means to be made righteous or to make one right with God. When Jesus died on the cross and when he rose again to life, he made us right with God. That's what Paul's saying. That's true. You know, here's why the resurrection is so important, because if Jesus simply died on the cross and then stayed in that tomb, he'd be dead, and we would still be dead in our sins. The price, the perfect price for the payment of sins would not actually be met, and we would still be where we were before he sacrificed himself, but... We would not in any way be right with God. And in fact, Paul, in 1 Corinthians 15, that's a great sort of passage around the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17, he goes even further and says, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Like That's that's pretty strong language, isn't it? That's why the resurrection is is so central to the Christian faith. If Christ wasn't raised, our faith would be futile. Pardon the corny pun, but everything rises and falls on the resurrection. It really does. If if you were a a sceptic and you wanted to challenge the validity of Christianity, you would have to challenge whether the resurrection actually occurred. That would be that would be the, the area to attempt to try and deconstruct. I can, um, I can encourage you that if you did that, you'd have a hard time of doing that because of all the historical evidence and multiple eyewitness accounts and the crazy transformation in his disciples' lives who, who actually lost their lives on account of the message that Jesus came to bring. If Jesus if there'd been some dodgy thing that happened and Jesus' disciples had smuggled his body away and sort of hidden him away and it's like, he's risen, are you really going to give your own life for a lie? I don't think so. I think that's a pretty captivating reason for the validity of the resurrection. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about that today. But because as Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians 15, 20, he says, Christ has indeed being raised from the dead, we can be confident, we can be assured that Jesus can and will justify us before God if we choose to believe in him. Why? One writer, Kevin Halloran, explains that we can be really confident that we're justified through Jesus' resurrection because the resurrection of Jesus confirms that God accepted Christ's sacrifice for sin on the cross. And gives us access to a right relationship with him. That's good. That's great news for us. That's great news for anyone. That's one of the great blessings that come about because of Jesus' resurrection. Justification. We can be made right with God and it can be ours. I guess the question for all of us this morning is, have we received this justification for ourselves? Do we know this justification? Are we living from a place where we are justified through faith in Jesus Christ? We hear sometimes people say, oh, well, I live a good life. I, I don't steal things. I don't lie. I don't kill anyone. I'm a good person. Well, yeah, no doubt you are a good person, but the Bible's clear that we actually can't be justified with God through anything we do or through the things we don't do, choose not to do. We can only be justified through, through God and through faith in Jesus through the faith give, free gift that Jesus gives. It's not through anything we can do. It's not through anything we can conjure up. And Jesus gives that justification. We receive justification when we receive Jesus ourselves. So I want to encourage you, if you you haven't yet placed your faith in Jesus Christ, if you haven't yet believed in him, then make Easter Sunday 2021 the day where you turn and receive relationship with God. Turn to Jesus. Find freedom as you understand that you are actually made completely right. doesn't mean, like me, you won't fall short many times. Ask my wife. She can affirm that. But what it means is that foundationally, you are right with Jesus. You are in right relationship with God. You've been forgiven and you can be close to him once again. So if that's you, he's ready and waiting to receive anyone. So turn to him today. So That's the first. Jesus' resurrection justifies us before God. The second point I want to reflect on today is is one I briefly mentioned just a moment ago. Jesus' resurrection makes relationship possible with God. You know, God always intended, from the very foundations of the earth, God's design was for mankind, women, men, children, to be in intimate relationship with him, for there to be no divide, for it to be this beautiful, perfect, intimate thing where it was just so beautiful. It was how we were meant to be. As as the theologian N.T. Wright sort of talks about it, it, that's the state of being fully human as God intended, being complete, being perfect with him. But the thing was, when sin first entered the world, back in Adam and Eve's day, God, who was perfect in every way, he he didn't fall short because of man's sin, and he was perfect and completely free of sin, God could no longer be close to his beloved people who were now tarnished by sin. Whether you call it sin, whether you call it rebellion or lawlessness, as 1 John 3, 4 puts it, it entered the world and people's hearts and God could no longer enjoy the intimacy that he craved with us. No longer also, I guess sin ultimately is... Us thinking we know better than God. That's, in a nutshell, what sin is. And choosing to walk our own path in opposition to him. Whether we recognize it or not, that's what sin is. And no longer did man long to follow and obey God and keep his laws that were perfect and good. Instead, they chose to walk away from God and his best, and in so doing, sinned and walked in lawlessness. And see, this, this was the sad state of affairs, for a long time, for a long time. And yet, this didn't please God. This broke God's heart. He never wanted it to be like this. And then Jesus entered the world. And then Jesus entered the world. As the Jesus Storybook Bible puts it, he started his secret rescue plan. He lived the perfect life. He died on a cross, providing the perfect sacrifice for sin. And on the third day, he rose again to life, making us right with God. And in doing this, in dying in our place and justifying us before his father, Jesus opened the way for us to enjoy right relationship with God again. Personal relationship, intimate relationship. Here's here's the thing with God. God is not interested for you and me to know him in some kind of distant, abstract way. Like, oh, I, I believe in God. God doesn't want it to be like that for us because that's not fullness of life. Jesus says, I've come that you may have life and have it in more abundance. Jesus' desire is for us to, in, a, in some ways, like a really, really good earthly father would desire and interact with his kids in just warmth and affection and and love, he wants us to have that experience with him. But not on an earthly level, in a supernatural level that goes beyond the best father you could even conjure up in your mind right now in terms of the earthly one. God wants, ultimately, to know and enjoy us as members of his family. That's what scripture says. 1 John three one. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called what? Children of God. And that is what we are. Jesus died and rose again to life so that we could embrace new life, fullness of life in intimate relationship with him as his beloved children. Because of Jesus' resurrection, we are, if we choose to, able to embrace a completely new way of living. In relationship to God. I'm wondering today, friends, is this kind of relationship with God something that you know and enjoy? Have you discovered the the incredible blessings that come from knowing God personally, not just as like this abstract God over there, but as a personal God who knows you as your heavenly Father? Have you believed in Jesus and become adopted into his family as a child of God? Well, if you haven't yet, again, I just want to encourage you to humble yourself today and accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour because Jesus longs to draw near to anyone who is willing to draw near to him. And if you do that, I guarantee he will love to welcome you with open arms, arms of love into his family. As, your precious, as his precious child, if you do. So that was the second thing. Jesus' resurrection makes relationship possible with God. And Here's the, the third and final insight I want to reflect on today. Jesus' resurrection gives us living hope. Living hope. Peter, in 1 Peter 1, 3-4, he explains this incredible living hope that Jesus offers us through his resurrection. Verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through what? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable. Undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. We have been, we have been, or we can be born again to a living hope through Jesus' resurrection. Being born again simply means to be born from above. It's a spiritual rebirth where we become truly alive spiritually, where Yeah, as N.T. Wright would say, we become fully human as God intended us to be as we trust our lives to God and receive Jesus' living hope. And this living hope is ultimately the knowledge that one fine day, one fine day when our time on earth is up because we know, and even as we've all gone through this whole COVID period, we know life is very fragile. None of us know the hour. None of us know how many days we've got. Bad things happen in this world. Things are out of our control. We know that one fine day, we will be raised to life, to be with God for all eternity. One of my study Bible puts it this way. The hope of Christians is their future resurrection. Believers have an unshakable hope for the future. For Christ's resurrection, I love this, is a pledge of their own future resurrection. Don't you love that? Believers have an unshakable hope for the future, for Christ's resurrection is a pledge, a promise, a sure bet of their own future resurrection. As Kevin Halloran says, Christians will enjoy the resurrected life just like Christ did with glorified bodies raised in power sounds pretty good doesn't it we may suffer in this life with many pains and illnesses but in the life to come we will not suffer but we will enjoy the perfect bodies we've always longed for you know this is really good news for us we all know whether we're maybe not 7 month old but if you if you You know, go to kinder or go to playgroup. You know, this world isn't always fair. Sometimes people steal your toys when you had them. Sometimes bad things happen. Someone just pushes you off a slide because they push you off the slide. Or for us a bit older, sometimes we get sick. Sometimes we have family relational challenges. Sometimes we suffer the most horrific of crimes against us. This world is broken. This world is not the way God intended it to be. The one thing for true for all of us is we're all guaranteed to suffer in some capacity in this life. But here's the good news for all of us. Because of Jesus' resurrection, we have a living hope, a living hope. Not a, not a hope that is like kind of just, oh, yeah, I hope for something. You know, like you say, if you're a um, a North Melbourne football club supporter, you say, I hope we'll win the grand final this year. Fat chance of that. No offence if anyone's a a North Melbourne football supporter. But that's like, that's that's not a hope that's in anything concrete, is it? They don't have the form. They don't have the team. They don't have the game plan. It ain't going to happen. Sorry, Les. But, but... Living hope in Jesus is a sure thing because it's not based in something that can be taken away. It's based in someone who has already done that very thing. It's based in someone who has already done that very thing, and that is risen from the dead, defeating the power of sin and darkness. And we have the hope that because Jesus did that, that Jesus will actually transform these broken increasingly becoming sore knees and things like that. I'm sure people can relate. He'll transform our bodies and make them glorious. And when we pass away, Jesus will warmly welcome us into heaven to enjoy eternal life with his Father as family members. We can be confident of this. This can be our living hope. Is this kind of living hope, something that you have today? Are you sure in this? Are you confident in this? That no matter what happens, this side of eternity, no matter what horrible things happen, no matter what sicknesses you might face, no matter what challenges or hardships or sufferings you face in this life, that your eternal salvation is sure because you have put your faith in Jesus Christ. Are you confident of that? Is that your living hope? Well, I want to encourage anyone here in person, listening online. If you're here or listening and you haven't decided to follow Jesus Christ yet, Jesus is exactly as he declares himself to be in John 14.6. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him, through me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can be justified except through Jesus. No one can enjoy a relationship with God except through Jesus. And no one can find and enjoy living hope for all our days until eternity except through Jesus. Let me just flip that and put it in the positive. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus that all three of these blessings are or can be ours because Jesus rose again on that third day. Praise God that these blessings are ours to take hold of because Jesus rose victoriously from death to life and defeated sin once and for all. we're going to keep praising God together now by sharing in communion together. So if we could have the welcome team come and start handing out those elements, that would be wonderful. We're just going to take a moment to pause and reflect on the wonder of Jesus' resurrection. You know, there are three benefits, if you like, of Jesus' resurrection, but there's countless more Maybe this morning, even as I've been sharing, others have sort of popped into your mind and taken root within your heart. I encourage you to reflect on those things and then out of that place of adoration, out of that place of wonder, out of that place of pure joy, we will share in communion in just a moment. So if we could have people come forward and to receive the elements in our COVID safe way, that would be wonderful if you could do that. And then I will pray for us um, and lead us in a time of giving thanks. I feel like Jesus would like a few other people to just offer up offer up thanks on this Easter Sunday. So if that's you, I, just so for the benefit of everyone here, if you come in and share your prayer into a microphone, that would be really wonderful. and then. I'll um, close in prayer and we'll we'll take communion together. But just, yeah, reflecting on, on his death and his resurrection and just a prayer of thanks. If you feel like you'd like to, by all means, come forward. Lord Jesus, because of what you did, we are born again. Yeah. Adam had communion with you in the garden and then due to sin, we... Um, didn't have communion with you the same and then jesus came and he he created that bridge that brought us back into communion with you where you carry us lord Mm. we thank you that we are born again thank you praise god jesus we just thank you that you have taken care of everything Mm. you've left nothing to chance uh, you've taken care of every little detail um, because you wanted to enjoy relationship with us. Uh, thank you for the big family mm. you wanted, and thank you that we are a part of it because of your plans with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and because of what you achieved uh, with God and the Holy Spirit, dying for our sins and being raised to life again. We thank mm. you for that sure promise for us, of living with you also. So we just give you thanks for everything that you've done, every attention to detail. We give you praise. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, we are just truly, we're lost for words, really, Jesus, when when we try and sum up just how grateful we are, how thankful we are for the depths of your love for us, for the, for the wonder, Jesus, that you were you willing to come to earth to live the perfect life, fully God, fully man, and die as that perfect sacrifice for the sins of mankind so that we would never have to die because we should have, we should have died. That's the price to pay for sin. And yet, Jesus, you willingly took that on Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that was always your plan to win your children back. We just want to give you thanks for that. We thank you, Jesus, that you didn't die and stay dead, but you died. And then on the third day, you rose again to life, ushering in a new way of living once more with mankind and you, and not a way that could ever be taken back again. It was finished. It was done. You did it. You set out what you achieved to do. And because of that, Lord, we, even as we have these elements in our hands, we're reminded of, in a sense, we have new life in, in, in the bread, in the sense of having a new, new restored body in terms of our relationship with you and Holy Spirit living within us. And even in the blood, I guess it could be a symbol of, of life, And the new life that runs through our veins when we are in relationship with you and born again. And so Jesus, we just celebrate that. We thank you for your body that was broken, for your blood that was shed. And we thank you that you rose again victorious so that we too can live victoriously in relationship with you. And be sure, Jesus, be confident, be assured that one day we will be where you are in heaven, face to face with God. So we just give you all the glory and now we eat and drink in remembrance of what you've done. Thank you, Jesus. Let's eat and drink together. Someone will be coming around to collect your cups in just a moment. So if you want to do that, just want to say again, if you, if you are here today and you want to know more about what these three blessings, you want to know how they can be yours. Um, and even, you know, sometimes I think we're good at saying to believe in Jesus, but Paul in Romans explains really clearly how to enter into relationship with Jesus. He says this, Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's as simple as that. That's the start of your new life when you come to relationship by reaching out to Jesus, acknowledging that he's Lord, believing in your heart that God did indeed raise him from the dead, you'll be saved. Simple as that. And I guarantee I remember the moment that I made that decision. That was the start of a new thing. And something that I would never want to go back to my old life, my life with Jesus, is incredible. So if if you want to know more about that today, have any questions about Christianity or what it looks like to follow Jesus, I'd love to get together sometime, have a coffee, whatever. Um, It would be really good to connect with you. And then in May, as we said, we've got Alpha coming up, which is a series of interactive sessions where you can explore life, meaning, faith, with other quality people from the Yarra Valley on a similar journey to you, perhaps. So we'd love to host you here for Alpha in term two. Um, So yeah, if you'd like to know anything about our church, Alpha, Jesus, or you just want to pin me on a few curly questions about the faith, you can do that. Fill in a Connect card and I'll get in touch and we'll work out a time to catch up.